Hello, everybody. This is Donna with Tea with D. And I'm trying to teach myself to move my eyes down, but clearly I blew it again there. But that's okay, because today we're talking about a book review. We're talking about How to Own the Room by Viv Groskup. And I hope I'm saying her last name right. So first things first. I want to talk a bit about why public speaking books should be approached with caution. There are a lot. And I mean a lot of public speaking books on the market. And most are trash. And just a heads up, this month's book is not in that group. So I said it. And I stand behind the statement, no matter how many people and authors disagree. There's a couple of reasons for me why this is the case. The first is when you're writing a public speaking book or where you, when you're going to Barnes and Nobles or chapters or wherever and you're picking up a book, almost always you're finding something that is a, a one size fits all sort of approach. And it's also usually pointed towards like professional presentations, management, um, C-suite types of things. And yeah, that's valuable and valid, but most of the world doesn't fall into those categories. So um, it's pretty tough to capture how something like public speaking uh, works on paper. So you can put a lot of how-tos on the page, but there are so many variables at play that, that any technical list that you make immediately falls short. Um, for instance, there's going to inevitably be a chapter on your audience. So whoever it is you're speaking to. And you'll be told you need to know your demographic. So what that means is who you're speaking to, so their age, their gender identity, their socio-political affiliation, their education level, their income, their geography, and so on. And you're also advised to know their reasons for attending your talk and what they know about your subject and so forth. This is not bad advice. This is actually really, really good advice because there's a world of difference um, between speaking to a group of kindergartners versus retirees or low-income parents versus investors or native English speakers versus new English speakers. You get the idea. So as a speaker, being sensitive to those differences and governing yourself accordingly is critical to your credibility and effectiveness. So I'm hoping that's obvious. So alerting you to those facts in a book is, is super important, but no book can hold your hand through all of those variants. Again, obviously, I would think. So anyone writing a book on public speaking is therefore limited in what she or he can give you. And, and many, if not most people, buy books on public speaking and they're not looking for general reading material. They're either, you know, A, desperate and looking for answers because there's an upcoming situation or event or, or crisis, or B, they're, they're already speaking and it's going along at varying degrees of awesomeness and they want to refine their A game. So a book can't give you all of that. So the second thing that I want to note is that perspective isn't everything. And right now, when you go look at who's writing these books, one primary perspective is being heard. 
So we're going to be real here. The vast majority of public speaking books are written by guys, white guys, white English speaking guys, white English speaking North American guys, white English speaking North American guys who fancy themselves really good at public speaking, to be precise, but often their only claim to competency is, is the feedback that they've received from others. But those others are giving feedback in a culture that claims to value public speaking, but doesn't actually put its collective money where its mouth is. Um, so they don't invest in everyone having the skills. It's elite and it's elitist. And they have lots of good stuff to say. Just because it's it's one you know primary demographic doesn't mean that there's not huge value. There absolutely is. But there's something to be said about perspectives coming from different places other than the dominant narrative. And yes, I use the big words. So this is where this month's book comes into the picture. So Viv Groska from London has written this fabulous book called How to Own the Room, Women and the Art of Brilliant Speaking. So she published in 2018 and it's highly readable, very entertaining. And it takes a straight shot at how women can and do succeed as speakers, no matter their jam. So I wanna tell you my favorite quote, which appears on page 66. And it goes like this. What matters for you as an individual it is what is useful to you. So why is this my favorite? Simple. As you comb through the tangles of all the advice and the how-to information that's available, and believe me, it is a lot. Thanks, Internet. Um, you're going to have probably one of three reactions. One, you're going to be overwhelmed and shut down. Two, you're going to go crazy because you're gonna to try to put everyone's everything all together and your head will blow up. And three, you're going to become a devotee of one approach at the expense of yourself and others' perspectives in that different things work for different people in different situations. So for instance, you might decide that Tony Robbins or, or Roger Love, another two white guys, um, are your jam. And those are your choices. Um, I don't mean those are all your choices. I mean these are your choices to make. So when you embrace the notion that, that you have the agency to choose what works and is useful to you, and obviously also useful to your goals, then you're going to give yourself immense freedom. And that's what I'm really wanting for you. And this book captures beautifully. So third, why I think this book works for women and for public speaking brilliantly. The most powerful thing that struck me is that Viv, can I call you that Viv, uh, is real. And her advice and guidance is all couched in those terms. Being the real you isn't easy but it is necessary if you want to own the room. Viv and I are on the same page on this one, believe me. 
So between personal examples like case studies, Michelle Obama, Joan Rivers, and Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, I, I hope I said that close to right, are among those case studies. Um, and then there's tools to really dig into your thoughts and perspectives around speaking. Um, and this book does a really great job of bringing you, the reader, into the conversation. Whether you're a complete newbie and you're picking up this book as an act of faith, or a pro who wants to keep leveling up, um, I'm going to venture that you're going to find this book valuable. Groskup, and now I sound like I'm in a locker room, um, has a fantastic rhetorical trick that she uses to name her chapters, which kind of points to her overall structure. So... Each chapter is entitled Be More and then fill in the name of a fabulous woman speaker. So, Be More, Oprah Winfrey. Be More, uh, J.K. Rowling. So, what's really interesting to me there is that she uses enormous diversity. She doesn't pick one exemplar and then hang all of her theory and advice and strategies on that one model. Like, you need to speak like this one person. In fact... That diversity of examples that she uses to illustrate her point is, is the key element here, right? And that is that there is no one right way to speak. No matter what you've been told, no matter what you believe, that is the truth. And at its surface, for many people, that's going to seem obvious. But I want you to think about that for a moment the massive amount of anxiety that women and men, of course, suffer related to speaking. And I, I'm being broad in the terminology about speaking. It could be a conversation or it could be a TED talk and everything in between. So that anxiety is real. And why do we feel anxiety? I'm not going to get into the physiological response right now, but what it comes down to is we're worried that our expectations aren't going to match reality or reality isn't going to match expectations. This mismatch or potential for mismatch leads to judgment. It should have been like X, Y, Z and I should have been like A, B, C and because it isn't, the speaker is somehow less. But I want you to think about something for a minute. What happens if you let go of that notion that there, there is no one right way to speak, that you can't be wrong in a, a sort of essential way? What happens if you let go of that? What becomes possible? And this is what... How to Own the Room invites you to consider, even though she never actually spells it out. She does um, work with a lot of how to become better, but she asks you to really dig into who you are and why you want to say what you want to say too. So this book is for you if, number one, you want to think about how you think about what brilliant speaking is to you. It's also for you if, Two, you want to explore how you feel about yourself as a speaker. Three, you're willing to consider how different strategies will change you as a person and a speaker. So visualizations, reflection, 
physical tricks, modeling, behaviors, um, etc. And you are ready to believe, number four, that you are capable of being a brilliant speaker. So go read this book. It's fantastic. And let me know what you got out of the book in the comments below. Now, before we wrap up, I want to remind you that if you're ready to go further, faster, and you love the ideas and how to own a room, but want to work with a real live person who can help you discover your own way of brilliant speaking, get in touch with me. I'd love to have a chat with you. And drumo, please. Coming in 2021, if you want to join a group of like-minded women who are ready to own the room on their own terms, then Tea with D will be the place to be. The launch of the digital global platform will allow you to learn and laugh and lead and leverage your greatest strengths as a person and as a speaker in pursuit of your biggest dreams. And we're going to change the world. We're going to help each other change the world too. So sign up on the radio button or toggle button or whatever those things are called below and be part of the in crowd. And next month's book... Well, next month, we're going to get a little technical, but we're not going to be boring. Trust me on this one. So come on back next time and find out what we're reading.